AM 790 Talk and Business presents Water Fire Ignites Rhode Island with your host, Bronwyn Dannenfelser. Join Bronwyn to hear about the next Water Fire event in downtown Providence, plus other great cultural events happening in the community. Now, here's your host, Bronwyn Dannenfelser. Well, hello, 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 and good afternoon, and welcome to Water Fire Ignites Rhode Island. We are the newest one-hour talk show and entertainment program here on AM790, which is your station for talk and business. And every Wednesday, we will be bringing you behind the scenes into Rhode Island's signature event. And we've been setting uh, the state on fire for about 20 years now. Uh, so we're going to introduce you to our partners. We're going to have special interviews with some of your local favorite artists and introduce you to our water fire collaborators. And, of course, get special previews into the schedule of events and so much more. So I'm Bronwyn Dannenfelser, Director of Development for Water Fire Providence, and I will be your host today. But I am also joined with Barnaby Evans, my boss, the creator of Water Fire and the Artistic Director of Water Fire, uh, Hello, Barnaby. Hello, Bronwyn, and good afternoon to everyone at AM790. We're delighted to be here. I know. This is amazing, isn't it? A whole show all about all things water fire. Well, the show's going to be looking at all sorts of things about the state, because there are a lot of great things going on in water fire tries to focus on them, and we look forward to sharing lots of things with you. Yeah, and you know, I I think people have been asking me why on a business talk station would they have an arts program, and I keep saying to them, well, you know, there is an art to business, certainly, but there's also a lot of business in art, so, uh, and I think we're going to have a lot of great conversations with a lot of great people, Um, but today, we have a really great first show, I think, an inaugural kickoff, um, and we are being joined by Mark Higgins, who is the Dean and the Alfred J. Varecchia Hasbro, Inc. Leader. Leadership Chair in Business at the University of Rhode Island College of Business. That is a title, with a, a very big <laughs> title and a beautiful one. Um, and we're also going to be joined by Derek Brazo from Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. He's part of our hospitality partners who are also sponsoring the fire uh, this upcoming Saturday. And then to kind of wrap things up, we're going to be bringing on uh, a couple of really special characters, John McNiff and John Cannon, who will be bringing us a fascinating reenactment of the lively debate that occurred at Sabin's Tavern, right, Barnaby, on June 9th, 1772? Absolutely, about whether Rhode Island should remain a colony subject to the crown or whether we should start a new nation, because it all started here in Rhode Island. Um, not that, you know, two days ago, it was on June 9th was the anniversary of it. Yeah, so and we'll have more to talk about that later. Yeah, so I, as we were saying, there's a very big water fire event uh, this weekend, which is Saturday, and the lighting will happen somewhere after 8 o'clock. Um, sunsets a little bit later because we're in June, and we'll have lots of uh, information on that later in the segment. But I'd like to again welcome uh, Dean Higgins here um, from the College of Business at the University of Rhode Island. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, and thank you so much for sponsoring Waterfire. Uh, well, as as many people know, this is the 90th anniversary of the College of Business, and uh, it was founded in 1923. So, we've celebrated the the anniversary through. Uh, a number of events throughout the course of the last academic year, and we were looking for a, a premier event uh, to close out our anniversary celebration, and we couldn't think of any better event than Waterfire to close out the event, since it is obviously the premier event that happens uh, a number of times throughout the summer, and so we thought it was the perfect uh, event for us to uh, celebrate our 90th anniversary. Well, we're very excited to have you. I know that we'll be um, actually highlighting uh, four students that uh, are, well, not only students, that have span generations that have come out of the College of Business, which is really, um, why don't we start with a little bit of a history on the 
the yeah. students, right? Uh, one of them, uh, Alex Coter, is from uh, is at Google. Uh, he's a 1995 graduate. Uh, Wendy Field, who is now was a graduate, uh, she probably doesn't want me to say when, uh, is now a retired uh, managing director from uh, UBS, uh, who is the uh, chairwoman of our advisory board. Uh, Catherine Jervis, who is a professor and holds the Richard Vangermish chair at the at, at the college, and uh, she was a former master's uh, student and a very uh, well-received professor. The students love her, and one of her students, Andrea Osario, uh, who is an accounting uh, graduate, is going to work for Price Waterhouse Cooper. She's a graduate, both our undergraduate program and our master's program are the four people that will be lighting the fire. You know, Mark, we're delighted to be welcoming you, but I just want, just hearing those names and hearing what they've accomplished, these are just four people you're choosing to recognize, because I, I don't think many Rhode Islanders realize how respected and how accomplished the College of Business is and how many people involved in businesses all around the world, all around the state, and all around Providence are got their start with that, got their whole analytical viewpoint on how one approaches business. It's a very well-respected program. Well, thank you very much. Uh, we 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 think so, and we think it's it's one of the uh, jewels of the state that very very few people uh, really uh, know about. Uh, you know, uh, another member of our advisory board, the chairman of the board of Hasbro, Alvarecchia, uh, Richard Harrington, who was the former chairman of the board of. Uh, and uh, CEO of uh, Thomson Reuter. There uh, are just two other people, uh, uh, former pro- Rob uh, Crandall, uh, who American Airlines. Um, so there's been a number of graduates, so that's just three, um, that have gone on and been very successful. We have a number of people down the Wall Street area, uh, New York, New Jersey, California, all throughout the country. Uh, we have over 18,000 College of Business alums. Uh, so we've That's got a, we've, yeah. So, and we'd like to have even more in the state of Rhode Island. So we're we're trying to do everything we can to help grow the economy. Well, Brahman earlier mentioned the art of business and the business of art. And uh, in this economy, it's all about innovation and new ideas and mm-hmm. new techniques and development. And clearly we're going to need the sort of management skills and leadership that's coming out of the College of Business to do that. And that's why we uh, redesigned our uh, MBA program and moved it up to uh, Providence. Uh, we have it's a third year now? It's in yeah. a third year. This yeah. this fall we'll start our third class. Uh, we refer to it as SIMBA, Strategic Innovation MBA. And we've done a lot of great things with uh, companies. Uh, this past year we had students, and they basically take on a project for a corporation. We had two student teams at Fidelity, uh, two student teams at GTEC, one at CVS, one at Hasbro, who designed uh, a toy. And one of the things that we do when we deal with these businesses, we have to sign non-disclosure agreements. So really can't talk too much more about what they designed. But uh, the executives were very impressed, and uh, they're going to go back and uh, speak to some more executives at Hasbro uh, later on this summer. And then we also worked with um, the Steelyard. So we one of the projects will be dealing uh, through social venture partners, and that was a that was a very successful project. Now, what, what's great about that is the in-depth learning. You both get the academic and the, uh, mm-hmm. the fundamentals and the analytics, but now you get to work with really extremely well-respected international countries, uh, companies, GTEC, Hasbro, Fidelity, uh, CVS, all of these, which are seen as innovative leaders in their fields and uh, really make you know people sometimes talk about business in Rhode Island, and uh, I think if you really look at it, there's some remarkable things growing here. 
it's great to have that partnership and and going all the way down to the Steelyard, which is another innovative project here in Providence in the arts that is looking at a lot of innovative models of uh, how one might use what was at one point an out-of-date steel production yard and mm-hmm. turn it into an entirely new home for education and innovation and help build the creative economy here in Providence. Right. Well, we're, you know, we're down uh, in downtown Providence, so we're right around the Arts District. And uh, part of uh, the course requirements, uh, the students uh, attend uh, the uh events at Beta Spring, mm-hmm. so they've gone to, and there's a whole host of different companies that, uh, because there's two kind of incubation uh, sessions, one in the fall and one in the, in the spring, and then uh, we also are, we partner with uh, BIF, and so when they first start in the program, uh, you know, Saul Kaplan's uh, Enterprise uh, holds their event probably the second week of September, and so our students go over and are get to see firsthand the storytellers, and it's uh, sure. it kind of gets them in that innovation mode. BIF is the Business, business Innovation Factory, which is a great project that Sol Kaplan's been doing for 10 years now. About years. that, yes. Yeah. I've been to almost all the summits, in case I'm sometimes on <laughs> another continent, but if I'm in the continent, I'm there. It's a great program. Excellent program. Really uh, amazing storytellers, and by storytellers, they're more talking about innovation, about how business can uh, look in new ways, how imag- important imagination is, how important innovation thinking is. And uh, it's a remarkable thing, which people can go to it. There's, uh, you go to their website, and uh, you can uh, subscribe to it if it's not sold out. Right, exactly. So I would encourage people to do that quickly. Very good. Is there some things about the business, the college, the college of business that might uh, surprise people? I, I know you've got this amazing uh, ratio of faculty to students, which right. is pretty astonishing. So we, yeah, we we believe we have some uh, we have an outstanding faculty there. You know, we're the only uh, institution in the state that has a doctoral program. Uh, we have doctoral program supply chain, uh, marketing, and uh, finance. So we have uh, great faculty. But the other program that a lot of people might not know about is we have. Um, international business program where students major in a foreign language and they also major in a business discipline, be it supply chain, uh, global business. And part of that program, they go to a foreign country. And this past year, we had four students graduate uh, with a Chinese major, and that means that they, uh, and global business, and they took classes in China uh, in Chinese and did an internship in China. See, this is amazing. And actually, we were going to end this segment right now, but we're going to have to take a quick break. Um, But we would love for you to come back on with us for our second segment and to hear a little bit more about China and what you're doing there and a little bit more about the business school. Would you be Be happy to? Thank you. That would be great. Again, you're listening to AM790, and we'll be talking to you soon. Back to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island with your host, Bronwyn Dannenfelser. Call Bronwyn now at 401-437-5000 or 888-345-0790 on AM790 Talk and Business. 
Uh, hello, hello. Welcome back, everybody. Again, you're listening to Water Fire Ignites Rhode Island, and I'm sitting here with Barnaby Evans, the creator of Water Fire, and Dean Mark Higgins from the University of Rhode Island College of Business. And we were just talking about the innovative and uh, incredible things that the URI College of Business is doing, uh, especially with this one-year master's program and how you're really um, creating these different ways that students can get involved in the local communities and with our local large companies um, and trying to find solutions to you know turn around the economy as it were exactly and so when they solve solve these projects for these companies they learn innovation skills strategic thinking and uh, hopefully they can take them on onto their jobs when when they graduate uh, a lot of these students wind up doing internships with the companies they do projects with over the summer um, one of the one of the teams is stayed at fidelity this year and uh, one of the students is also at hasbro so uh what we're trying to do is to to develop high quality students so that we can enrich the economy in the state of Rhode Island and and hopefully these co- companies find the value in these projects which they have they come back every year and then they now will find a place for these students because they don't want to lose that talent mark that idea of combining it with a language program i think is wonderful because americans are underskilled in languages and it actually limits international business to a great degree. We've had the great good fortune to do water fire in, in Rome and in Singapore and um, I've, I've realized I would have loved to have had uh, more language in Italy there in uh, Singapore English is uh, very well understood. But we're also looking at China. You mentioned the, the four graduates who have studied in China and um, the combining the Chinese language skills with the international business understanding mm-hmm. as well as the business program. It's a great thing. Right. And uh, this fall we'll welcome uh, uh, 11 students from uh, Jianan University in Wuhan, and uh, they'll be part of a dual degree program. They'll get a degree from both the University of Rhode Island and their home institution. And we are also going to launch uh, either in January 15 or uh, September 15 uh, a Master's of Science in Finance. Um, there's a huge demand for for that program, and that'll be located in Providence as well. So we're continuing to add programs to uh, the Providence campus, and uh, we're continuing to provide uh, quality education to the to the state of Rhode Island. And you know, several other quite well-known strengths of URI are both uh, robotics and engineering, ocean mm-hmm. engineering, aquaculture. I imagine there. Crossover with that in the School of Business right. as well. Right, we have uh, we have what we refer to as the Blue MBA, where you can get a uh, a Master's of Science in uh, Oceanography and an MBA. We've probably had about uh, 18 to 20 graduates over the past uh, four or five years. So, we've got a lot of innovative uh, MBA programs. Uh, we have one uh, partnered with the Pharmacy School as well. So, and we're continuing to look uh, for those programs. In addition, this fall we're launching. Uh, uh, a concentration in uh, health management within our MBA program. So people who want to pursue uh, uh, an MBA that's got more of a health focus, uh, we've got classes for them as well. So uh, since the health the healthcare industry is a huge component in the state of Rhode Island. Well, and everything is shifting, and what I really love this idea of innovation uh, and creative economy because mm-hmm. I, as I look at what we do at Waterfire Barnaby, I, th- I think it's. It can only be said that the arts here in Rhode Island, not just water fire, but the arts in general, are part of a real, they bring a lot of vitality economically to our city and state. I mean, even, maybe you can share a little bit about um, what the Army Corps of Engineers recently told us. 
Yeah, Brahman, I liked your comment earlier, and I mentioned it before, the art of business and the business of art. Uh, the Industrial Revolution started in the Americas here in Rhode Island, and that was the uh, start of a, a growing tradition that's absolutely business-related and about huge economic development and innovation as well. And we have a very strong design community. I've heard we have the largest number of designers per capita than any other state in the Union, and that is uh, <clears throat> an incredible resource and quite a, uh, an amazing statement. We also have a great arts community. We have a great cultural community, as well as a beautiful natural environment. And place, and this quality of place, is one of those things that are beginning to loom as particularly important now that you can be almost anywhere in the world and working. You can be connected by the Internet. So the quality of life and where you live is what people are looking for. And Rhode Islanders who haven't traveled much may not realize how much the quality of life has been preserved here in Rhode Island. Um, Dr. Benjamin Barger, Barber spoke last week at the uh, at the Smart Growth Conference, and he talked about the problems that Rhode Island is facing or problems the entire globe is facing, and what we need is innovation and creativity. Mm-hmm. And uh, the innovation you're stressing in the program is great. And yeah, I want to bring it back to economic impact because the other co-sponsors for this uh, evening on Saturday 14th, this is our hospitality industry. Um, and, you know, as I was just leading uh, Barnaby into, and I'm sure he'll talk about it a little bit more, is that we have been informed that we bring in over $113 million in spending to the city and state. Um, now, this was a federal study the Army Corps did as part of looking at the economics of whether federal funds might be available for dredging the Providence River. And their recent study in 2012 was $114.3 million in visitor spending, creating 1,294 jobs and generating about $9.3 million in state and city sales tax revenue for the state. That's that's a big impact, and that's just water fire. The and rest of the arts economy continues to grow that, and it's a reason 80% of that is from spending of people who've made a deliberate trip to come to Rhode Island to see water fire and go to our restaurants, go to our hotels, support the hospitality industry, and making Providence a destination was one of the big goals we first had 20 years ago when we started Water Fire. And we'll be talking about that on future shows and what that might mean. Yeah, and one of the people I think we've got him waiting on the line is, um, you know, so we can hear it straight from somebody's mouth who is running one of these businesses, is uh, Derek Brazo, who is the sales manager at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, right along the river in the installation. And, um, you know, do we have Derek on the line? I'm here. Well, hello, Derek. How are you doing today? Hi, Derek. I'm doing well. Oh, very good. Well, you know, as, as you've probably been hearing, we're talking about economy, and, you know, we've just shifted into, one, the hospitality industry uh, kicking in uh, for this fire to make sure that the fires are burning bright on sa- Saturday the 14th. And I wanted to talk to you a little bit about, can you tell me what you see or, or how you feel impacted in a, by water fire um, and on water fire nights. How, how has it helped Ruth's Chris? I mean, it's a, it's a huge impact uh, here down at Ruth's Chris, uh, you know, being where we're located uh, right in the heart of Water Place Park. I mean, we see a, a great impact. I mean, it's, it always helps out here. I mean, in two parts, uh, one being in the bottom line and our profits, and the other being in, you know, having availability or, or having positions for, you know, an extra eight to ten uh, employees, you know. So not only, it, I mean, it's just a, a great, uh, 
you know, it, it works out well for, for both of us. Well, you know, I, I think, well, you've been such an incredible partner over the years. And there, you know, I think we all know that the hotels are filled on water fire nights. Once that schedule hits, it's... Um, it lights up because we're bringing in the last study we had said somewhere what Barnaby between 53 to 55 percent of our audience was coming 50, from out 57 percent comes from out of state yeah so we've got a lot of people coming from out of state learning about our restaurants then wanting to come back to Providence so I think one of the one of the, I take pride in what we do with Waterfire because I know that there's a trickle down effect and that it, it, as we actually produce more events. More people are benefiting from it. Um, and even in the sense where you and I work a lot together, Derek, when we talk about conventions coming into sure, Rhode sure. Island that have heard about Water Fire from, you know, whether they were watching, what was it, we the Yahoo Traveler yeah. that yeah. said, you know, Water Fire is one of the top five things to see in the world after dark. Wasn't that mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who beat us, Barnaby? Well, we beat Paris. That was the fun part. Okay. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, yeah uh, the things that beat us were the Aurora Borealis, as seen from Norway. The, um, let's see, the, uh, I'm trying to remember There's the like list. There's like Yosemite. Oh, Yosemite yep. by Moonlight, mm-hmm. and also the uh, the Milky Way, as seen from Mauna Kea in the middle of the Pacific. Wow. And as I keep telling Provident, uh, to Bra- Brahman, um, all of those groups have bigger budgets and uh, <laughs> probably bigger boards of directors than we have. Um, one thing I did want to mention, though, is that conventions is a very real thing. One of the things in the convention market is trying to differentiate your place from many other wonderful convention centers that are no doubt there. And first of all, we've got a great convention authority here and a great facility, and they do a wonderful job. But as they will tell you as they try to market projects, uh, or get conventions to come in, you need to figure out how to separate yourself from the rest of the place. And being able to do something with Waterfire has attracted quite a few conventions. This year, there are four that I know of, and two of them are very, very large. Uh, yeah. We're doing the United Universalist Convention, which is about mm-hmm. 6,000 people in uh, in two, three weeks, two and yeah. a half weeks, uh, which is going to be a wonderful event. And they have incorporated Waterfire directly into their convention we're doing uh, the bridge cer- uh, convention yeah. and uh, uh, judicial conference and things like that but also we had an event that uh, uh, I was at for Waterfire at Ruth Chris a week and a half ago where people were talking about placemaking event making Providence uh, Waterfire hosted a convention on creative placemaking that we held at the Omni last November mm-hmm. and Rhode Island and Providence is getting a reputation for being a really interesting destination city with a lot of innovative and creative solutions. One thing I would like to mention about that $114.3 million, none of it goes to Waterfire. <laughs> uh, everything we do at Waterfire is free, um, and that's sort of one of the things that makes it so popular and so special. But all the people who come into town uh, are bring their wallets with them, and that's a huge boost to the economy. And we're happy to be able to help with that. I've got an idea. Dean Higgins? Yes. You've you got all these incredible you. students. <laughs> 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 Would they like a project? Yeah. Well, maybe we can work with you next year. There you go. We'd love to do that. Sure is. I just want to uh, add in that, you know, I, I mean, we all understand, uh, as someone had quoted in the past, you know, Waterfires is a crown jewel of, uh, of the Providence Renaissance, but... You know, with that being said, and the economic impact that it has, I mean, just like you said, you know, people do bring their wallets, and, and the mass audience is in a certain area, right in the downtown area, whether they're, you know, attending uh, any of the wonderful restaurants that we have here, whether they're, you know, making a pit stop at the mall, 
Uh, I, I mean, it, it just, the impact that it has goes on and on. Uh, you know, as far as Roots Chris, as far as, you know, on our end, you know, uh, what a fire nights may bring at least 50 to almost 100 uh, additional guests that we would typically have on a Saturday night. So, I mean, that's, that's great. That's that is unbelievable. So that's, you know what, Derek, thank you for, for saying that because I, I think I'm, you know, it, it's nice to hear you saying that we're having a wonderful impact on your business. Oh. And again, we will thank you because you have been one of the partners that has always been very willing to give back to the tune of a fundraiser that's worth $10,000 coming back to Waterfire and in, in, in what you're giving us. Um, so thank you for, for being part of the community that sees the importance of investing in Waterfire in order to make your business grow. Um, I know that we're kind of getting close here on time, so I want to thank you so much, Derek. Uh, for calling in and Dean Higgins thank you so much for being here and I look forward to seeing you on Saturday night as we celebrate the 90th celebration of the College of Business at University of Rhode Island uh, and Barnaby thank you so much for having us Yep. thank you Dean it's great to see you we look forward to doing more with URI I like that idea We are back, and I am Bronwyn Dannenfelser, and I'm here with Barnaby Evans and a couple of other great gentlemen, and you're listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island here on AM790, your station for talk and business. And now we are about to take a jump back in time as we look forward to celebrating Gatsby Day this upcoming weekend. So, Barnaby, this is the third consecutive year that Waterfire has celebrated Gatsby Day. Uh, can you fill us in a little bit on uh, what people can expect this weekend and how they can get involved in the action? Absolutely. Um, first of all, I just want to take a moment and talk about my pet peeve, which was the American Revolution started right here in Rhode Island, and we should be tremendously proud of that fact. And it's uh, uh, June 9th, just passed a few days ago, and as it happened with the, with the tides and the weekends, we're celebrating Gatsby Day and Warwick this coming Saturday on the 14th, and Waterfire is so delighted for the third year to join what's been going on for 49 years with the community of Warwick of talking about the importance, the history, and the um, the depth of the historical moment that happened on Narragansett Bay on June 9th. Nearly, what was it? I haven't done the math, but in 1772, not 1772, what's the year? Yes. 1772, yeah, I do not see it. It's, it's second nature here. Um, so first of all, during that day, the parade kicks off and work at when, John? About 10 a.m. 10 a.m. And that is a must-see event if you haven't seen it. But what will be happening at Waterfire is starting around noon, we start with a Twitter feed, which is at hashtag WFGASBY, which is with a lot of uh, spade digging and research and uh, a lot of work, we were able to find the original tweets, which all those characters were zapping back and forth on Narragansett Bay back in 1772. And, um, we, you know, we found so many tweets going back and forth, we just narrowed it down to about eight characters. But if you go onto the hashtag, starting around noon, you will see the whole events 
unfold and the back and forth and the comments and as much as we could figure out to bring it to life. And it's a fun exchange. We'd love to have you retweeting it, looking at it, having fun with it, uh, telling us what you disagree with with, uh, and how important it is for the founding of this country. Um, And one of the things that we also do that night is we have the Patuxent Rangers, the militia that will be there, which will be coming down in uniform in the in the militia, and the uh, what's the other militia? Uh, federal Blues. The, f- the Federal Blues will also in be joining them as well. But the Patuxent Rangers Fife and Drum Corps uh, will be starting at nine o'clock in Washington Street, and they will be walking down towards South Main Street so that they're going to get involved in bring leading people down to a debate which is happening at Sabin's Tavern. So what I'd like to introduce is who we have here. We have John Concannon, who's been uh, very active in this debate for many years and is the manager of a wonderful archive of all these events. John, greetings. Long live King George III. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's representing one, one of these viewpoints. And we also have uh, Ranger John McNiff, who is with the Roger Williams National Memorial, who is equally engaged with this story. And, John, greetings. Welcome to you. Thank you, Bonnaby. It's a pleasure to be here. Okay. Now, I'm hoping you two aren't going to get in a big fight, or not too much of a fight. But one of the things that happened on June 9, 1772, was um, the ship Gatsby was run aground in its pursuit of the ship Hannah, and John Brown saw an opportunity to strike the first blow for the American Revolution, and he called everyone to come to Sabin's Tavern, and that's not far from where Waterfire is, and they had a long and spirited debate. And we've had the great good pleasure to recreate that debate with uh, four gentlemen each year, and I just want to share a little bit of what that might be. So either one of you, you want to talk about uh, what some of the issues are and why why the tinder was about to be lit on June 9th? Certainly. Let me start here. Rhode Island has a long history of controlling its own destiny. We elect our own governor. We elect our own General Assembly. We got a charter in 1663 that makes us the boss of our own destiny. Now, this revenue schooner has been in the bay from de- from January until June, taking every single ship that it sees. The, c- the captain of this ship, Lieutenant Duddingston, has said he will treat every ship on this bay as if it were a pirate, because surely that's what they are. They are all pirates, sir. King George III has a right and a God-given obligation to control his territory of the colonies and the British ships that come into this bay are doing only their duty. There's a long history in this state that the foundation of civil power lies in the people and the people have a charter that gives us the ability to direct our own future. This Captain Duddingston has come into the bay and is seizing market ships that are moving firewood across the bay, sending them up to Boston as prizes. This firewood that you say he claims that he interdicts is probably covering up 16 hogsheads of rum, all smuggled goods from this whole whole colony of pirates. Now, I will say, Rhode Island does have a long history of smuggling. We've done it for years. We have a history of piracy. I'll admit to that. But this person is in the bay without presenting his paperwork to Governor Wanton down in Newport, refusing to show what authority he is operating under? He presented his papers to Wanton, to that governor-elect or whatever you... How do you elect the governor? In either way, (laughs) King George III has found it fit to order 
the ships to interdict smuggling, and they will do under his orders whatever is necessary to stop this illicit piracy. I can understand someone following the law. I can understand a revenue schooner in the bay doing its duty. But when it intercepts every ship, when it interferes with our commerce, which goes around the world to bring back a livelihood to the people of Rhode Island, will the people have a right to say no? The people of Great Britain under King George III, sir, are entitled to certain revenue and control of commerce within the colonies. You pirates will even trade with our enemies, the French. We will not allow that to happen. We'll trade with anybody that's going to give us a profit. This is Rhode Island. This is our heritage. We are not going to allow this to continue. This ship with Duddingston, a warrant has been issued for his arrest. If he sets foot on land anywhere in this colony, we will take him as a pirate himself. Sir, should you or any Rhode Island citizens of this rogue colony attempt in whatsoever to interfere with the progress of the Royal Navy Admiralty and their ships, you shall all be hung as pirates. One had best catch someone before one hangs them. That shall be easy to do, sir. We shall see. You have to understand, Rhode Island is its own place. There are 420 miles of coastline here, little coves and inlets. And yes, some people do smuggle. There is a role for enforcement. But when someone puts themselves above the law, whether they be a lieutenant in the Royal Navy or a king, there are consequences to be paid. You are bordering on slanderous treason, sir, and for you to intimidate that King George III's powers be limited by these colonies, you are subject to be hung. The king's, the king's powers are limited by Parliament. That is a long tradition for the English people. We cannot go on like this forever. He is stopping commerce in the state. He is trying to bankrupt every single one of the leading citizens here. And that flows downhill because the average working man can't earn a living anymore. Lieutenant Dennis is doing his duty uh, aboard the Gatsby as he previously done uh, in Chesapeake Bay in Philadelphia areas where he also interdicted, interdicted shipping and force the colonists to properly pay taxes and duties to the Crown. Well, if the duty of uh, Lieutenant Duddingston, if the duty of the Admiralty, if the duty of any of these is to bankrupt Rhode Islanders and drive us all out of business and into the poorhouse, there's something that has to change. We of England need to get recoup the taxes for the expense of 1763 wars that nearly bankrupt the Crown. And we will tax the colonists as we see fit. As you see fit. If you tax us any more than this, and if this Lieutenant Duddingston really does this, there won't be any money for taxes. Now, that's just a taste of what was happening in Saban's Tavern in 1772. I want to thank John McNiff and John Concannon, their scholars, their gentlemen, their raconteurs, and their wonderful actors as they bring these vital debates alive. And what's fascinating... a pirate. (laughs) (laughs) But what's fascinating about this discussion, if you guys can calm down for just a moment, and... um, it's the same orders, issues we've been debating for centuries. It's about law and order. It's about authority. It's about uh, democracy. It's about freedom of speech, freedom of commerce. 
And uh, it was in Rhode Island where, largely due to the original charter, and Roger Williams is uh, setting forth and establishing this state as an independent um, colony founded on free speech and uh, freedom of assembly, that this whole idea of the American nation took foot, uh, took took root, actually. Yeah. And literally, we have Roger Williams' root, as I remember. You're at the memorial. Up, well, it's up at the John Brown House. <laughs> it's the John yeah, Brown yeah. House. Uh, it, you know, it's a fascinating story. I wish Rhode Islanders um, knew it better, and I wish certainly the rest of the country knew it better. So we are so honored to join the 50 years or 49 years of your program. And just to finish on one step, this debate starts at 9 o'clock at the uh, old, the old what is it? The Wild Colonial Tavern at 250 South Water Street this Saturday at Waterfire on the 14th. Thank you so very, very much. Hello and welcome back. I'm Bronwyn Dannenfelzer and I'm here with Barnaby Evans and you have been listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island here on AM 790, your station for talk and business. And now you know, Barnaby, that was really exciting, wasn't it? Oh, it's fun. And these issues are still vital today. It's uh, I am just love love bringing these things. That's what Waterfire tries to do is find these interesting Rhode Island things and ignite them in a big way to get people excited and interested in talking. Yeah, and I'm excited to see those that those longboats go out there as well. And I, oh no, we have uh, two of our boats because of a competition, so that we will have two boats going out uh, in memory of the eight boats that were headed out. So that'll be there. But uh, we look forward to joining our friends in New Bedford next year. Yeah, and I got to tell you, the guys are a little—they were calmer than I thought when I when I've seen them live. They just go after each other when they're in costume and ready to go. So if you do have a moment, uh, listeners, to stop down to the Wild Colonial on Saturday uh, and take in such a great show and a debate, um, that really actually makes one think. And because Barnaby, you're right, a lot of these. Uh, these issues are relative in their own way. These, oh, in so way, and it really is the founding of the between Roger Williams and the Gatsby Revolt. This was the where the DNA of the nation of America really was established, and Rhode Islanders should be rightly proud of that. Well, you know, so I think we should remind everybody that you know, water fire starts usually tw- uh, soon after sunset, which is at 8:22 on June 14th. But there's so much, uh, there's so many other things to do before water fire starts. Um, starting last year, Barnaby, you started the Water Fire Arts Fest. Plaza, but over 20 local artists that are... Yeah, you know, it starts at 6 o'clock, and we've got uh, some wonderful craftsmen, artisans, and artists showing their work there right on Washington Street, and that's been growing. People have really enjoyed it. The artists have had a great time. We recommend that. Those all open at 6. A lot of the food vendors open. One of the things we will doing on the Waterfire website, there's a link to Waterfire Ignite that lists a lot of other events that are happening as well. And, of course, the uh, the debate down at the old Sabin's Tavern, which we're doing at the Wild Colonial, the 250 uh, uh, South Water, that starts at 9. Yeah, so you know what? I think it's been a great inaugural show, Barnaby, and I'd like to thank all of our listeners uh, to, for joining us today, and we hope you've enjoyed the show. Remember, you can tune in next week for Water Fire Ignites Rhode Island, and don't forget that if you missed any portion of today's show, and you, you can listen to it by uh, podcast on www.business790.com. We hope to see you this weekend at Water Fire. You have been listening again to Water Fire Ignites Rhode Island here on AM 790, your station for talk and business. Bye-bye.